Hello, kings and queens. How do you prepare for success? What does that process look like for you? So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a key ingredient that a lot of people overlook and simply don't use or misuse while they're preparing for their success. Now, this is a strategy and a tactic that a lot of high performers, high achievers, particularly elite athletes, it's what a lot of them use and that they talk about a lot. And it's something that you're going to want to incorporate in your preparation and in your process for your success as well. Do you ever have the feeling of knowing there's more for you, more of you to step into, more of you to become, more of you to give, more impact to have, more untapped potential for you to live into and create from? I share the same feeling. So how do we close the gap between who we are and who we want to become? How do we close the gap between where we are and where we want to be? How do we close the gap between our current reality and our envisioned potential? It's time to step out of autopilot and live into purpose. Welcome to Purpose Mastery, a podcast for conscious leaders who are committed to showing up fully and giving their unique gifts to the world. I'm your host and fellow journeyman, Isaac Kaufman. I'm a coach, a creator, and a man on a mission to support leaders on their journey of stepping further into their authentic nature and living their life purpose. Our goal with the show and company is to introduce you to the people, the ideas, and the insights that will help you rise up into living your fullest potential. Welcome home to your authentic nature. Welcome to Purpose Mastery. There's a really great quote by Terence McKenna, and he says, worrying is a misuse of your imagination. So one thing that human beings are naturally and exceptionally great at is imagining all of the worst case scenarios. <laughs> Maybe you can relate to this. I certainly can. And a lot of the imagining the worst is unconscious, of course, but there is also plenty of conscious vivid imagining of the worst case scenarios happening. But we can also turn that on its head. And here's what I mean. I'm going to share a quick story with you demonstrating this. So about 10 years ago, I was in one of my very first acting classes. And in this particular class, it was a combination of storytelling, telling anecdotal stories of our lives, our past, as well as singing. Okay, now keep in mind, before this point, I had been a football player and construction worker from the streets of Boston, and now I'm in Los Angeles in an acting and singing class, preparing to perform on my, preparing for my very first time, on stage, alone, in front of about a hundred people. And all the people that I'm performing for are my classmates, my peer group, my friends, my family. I had family coming in from across the country for this. So there are about eight of us in this class all performing solo on that day. So in addition to everyone from the acting studio attending, it was also the peer group, the friends, the family of everyone who was performing. All of them were going to be attending as well. So I was very, very nervous. I was very excited and I was very nervous. 
nervous energy and excitement energy are very similar, but I was nervous. So here was the assignment for the class. We only had two weeks. And really it was only about eight classes, this uh, particular workshop. So we had to share stories from significant moments of our lives and incorporate those stories to then into singing songs. And we would go back and forth from sharing these stories to then singing songs, back into the story, back into singing songs, and back and forth. So it was pretty intricate, especially for a first-timer like myself. And as I said, we only had two weeks to, to do this. We only had two weeks to discover what it was that we wanted to share, to write our stories, to write these songs, to rehearse it with the musicians who would be playing with us. So we all felt a bit rushed because of the time crunch and felt a lot of anxiety because of the performance itself. So. We were all worrying quite a bit, to say the least. Then our teacher, David Corey, just a few days before our performance, he said to us something that I'll never forget. It changed my life. He said, I know all of you are imagining just how bad this can go, but I encourage all of you to imagine just how great this can go and how great you can be. This really stuck with me because I wasn't even aware of just how much negative imagining I was doing until he said that to me. And I'm sure I had some positive imagining sprinkled in there somewhere here and there, but the negative definitely outweighed the positive. Maybe you can relate to this. So I was doing all of the external things to prepare for a successful performance, right? I was rehearsing the stories, I was rehearsing the songs and all of those things over and over and over. But internally, all I was doing was worrying and to some degree imagining the outcome that I was afraid would happen. I was imagining failing. I was investing my imagination in failing. I was imagining the worst case scenarios. What if this, what if that, I was completely and repeatedly misusing my imagination. And after David Corey told us, I know you are all imagining how bad this can go, but I encourage you to imagine how great this can go. Once I heard that that is exactly what I started doing, I decided to invest my imagination into something that would actually empower me. So in addition to rehearsing my script and rehearsing the songs, I then started rehearsing the outcome that I wanted by repeatedly visualizing and imagining the outcome I wanted. I imagined standing on the stage, feeling the stage beneath my feet and feeling grateful for all of the people who were there. I imagined feeling excited and fulfilled to share these stories, these songs and sharing myself with everyone there. I imagined remembering every single word of the script. I imagined sounding better than I'd ever sounded before in rehearsal. I imagined emotionally connecting to the stories and the songs better than I had ever done in rehearsal. I did this over and over and over. I imagined having it so memorized and so embodied that I didn't even have to think about it that it would just be so easeful and natural that it would just flow through me. I imagined the audience being captivated and being moved 
I even imagined what it would smell like in that room, what it would look like in that room. I visualized all of this to the point where just a couple days before the show, this was about a couple days before the performance, I, I caught myself walking around all day with a little smile on my face. Because as far as I was concerned, having a successful show already happened in my mind. So I felt connected and at one with it already. It already happened. And guess what? On that performance day, it went even better than what I had imagined. You thought I was going to say it was a miserable failure, right? <laughs> Everything that I had visualized that experience to be, the actual experience was even more magnified. And to this day, that has been and will continue to be one of the most fulfilling and life-changing experiences of my life, causing me to reimagine my entire life and what I wanted it to be. And that sent me on a whole new trajectory of my life. So the three main things that this experience taught me and that I learned from all of this was one, people, generally speaking, have a strong bias for fear. So human beings have an unconscious and conscious bias for fear. We are far more likely to remember painful experiences over positive ones. Likewise, we are much more likely to imagine painful things that could happen rather than great and wonderful things that could happen. And we know this, right? This is because our brains are, our brains have one job and one job only. They are wired to keep us safe. So the moment we start daring to dream a little bit and the moment we start stepping outside of our comfort zone just a little bit, that gets interpreted as risky, right? I'm sure this has happened to you before. And then our brain kicks in and it goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you don't want to do that. Do you realize what can happen? You're going to humiliate yourself and then you're going to die alone. Don't do that. <laughs> or maybe that's just a little bit of what my mind says, or at least it used to, but not so much anymore. So we have an unconscious bias for fear, which is why we have to counter that fear by constantly and vividly imagining our success. So that brings me to number two. The second thing is that imagination and visualization is perhaps the most crucial ingredient in preparing for success. And many high performers and high achievers will tell us this, especially elite athletes, right? We hear this all the time that practicing, rehearsing, and preparing the externals is just one part of preparation and vividly visualizing their success is equally as important and perhaps even more important. There are endless studies that demonstrate this, that imagination and visualization is perhaps the most crucial ingredient in preparing for success. And the third and final thing that I had learned from this experience is that it taught me that I am a hell of a lot more capable than I think I am. And you are too. And you already know that. So is there a project or an experience that you are preparing for? Is there a chapter of your life or an entirely new path altogether that you're preparing for? 
I encourage you to imagine how great it can go. I challenge you to imagine how great it can go. I dare you to imagine how great it can go. You already know preparation is everything. And as we just talked about, visualizing the details of your desired outcome, getting that in your body and success, imagining that desired outcome and success is perhaps the main ingredient to your success. So here's another example, which I think you'll enjoy. So in the movie Rocky three, Rocky played by Sylvester Stallone, he's training to prepare for a fight against another boxer named Clubber Lang played by Mr. T. So to prepare for this fight, Rocky is in the gym training with another boxer named Apollo, Apollo Creed. He's helping Rocky prepare. So Rocky and Apollo are in the gym. They're sparring with each other. And Apollo is clearly getting the best of Rocky. And as Apollo is punching Rocky in the ring, the camera then shows Rocky's point of view. It almost like the, like the camera goes inside Rocky's mind. It's now in his point of view. And we see that Rocky is imagining we see what he's imagining in his own mind. And what he's imagining is Club Alang, his future opponent, kicking his ass. And Rocky is unable to fight back. This is what Rocky's imagining. And then Apollo stops and he yells at Rocky. He says, come on, Rocky, fight back. What the hell's the matter with you? What the hell's the matter with you? And Rocky replies, tomorrow. Let's Let's finish tomorrow. Let's continue training tomorrow. And Apollo yells back, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. So Rocky only quit in that gym and said, I'll do it tomorrow. Because he was visualizing getting beat up by Club Alang, causing him to basically feel defeated. Hence, I'll do it tomorrow. I think that's a procrastination thing that we can all relate to, that I can but why was he feeling that way? Because of what he was imagining. Why did he want to procrastinate until tomorrow? Because of what he was imagining and how that made him feel. If he had been visualizing the fight going his way, then he would be thinking, feeling, and doing what he needs to prepare for the outcome that he wants. Success. A victory which he does end up doing. But this moment, this moment in the movie, it was a great example of preparing for a challenge and imagining all the wrong things and the sense of overwhelm and defeat that comes with that. But not you, not me, not us. We relentlessly prepare externally and we continuously and vividly visualize internally the success that we are capable of creating this mindset and visualization element is a main component in my coaching and working with other people is helping people reimagine themselves reimagine their outcomes reimagine their future reimagining what they truly want 
reimagining the type of lives that they want to create for themselves, helping them reimagine what's possible for them and supporting them in that process. So what do you want? What are you preparing for? What are you creating? I challenge you to imagine how great it can go and how great you can be. What is one insight you got from this episode? And what, what, what's one thing that you can do, one action that you can take from that insight that you've had? What's one insight you can apply in the next 48 hours? Maybe even the next 24 hours? If you think one of your fellow kings or queens would get some value out of this episode, share this episode with them. And if you haven't already, follow, subscribe to the podcast, Purpose Mastery, where all content there revolves around how do we create a life of meaningful success and lasting fulfillment. Stay sovereign.